Welcome to Massage Therapy Now. I'm your host, Damien John, and today I have with me Mike and Marcy. Are you both Rioches? Is that is that the last yeah, name? Yeah, we're both. Yeah, we're both Riox. Riox. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Marcy, what was what was your name before you were Rioch? Right. Right. Oh, that's not a very huge switch at all. So I I still have right attached with my like RMT name. Um, I have Wright and Rioch. Just people knew me before as right. Wright. And then I moved my practice into a different building and I didn't want to lose a lot of my patients. So I kept the Wright with it. They have a massage therapy clinic that they run in Ladner called Well and Able Integrated Health. And you guys have been running that together for how many years now? Yeah, we just had five, our five-year anniversary the day before our daughter's birthday, so on June yeah. 22nd. Because you guys are in, a, in the unique position of being a couple and running a business together, I thought we would throw the questions into that direction. So first question I was going to ask you was uh, something along the lines of if you're running a clinic together as a couple, does your work life bleed into your personal life and vice versa and and how does that benefit the workspace or does it so it's all we've really known because when we graduated and started working um we were a couple and we didn't we got married not long after uh starting working so our work and personal life have always kind of been one unit um and I don't really think there's, it's been a bad or good thing. I think it's just been what is our, our kind normal. Of defined, you know, our, our personal views on ourselves and our, uh, and as being just always being there as part of being a couple is we, what, what's nice is we get when you want to talk and you get when you don't want to talk. Yeah. So you've got a difficult patient or a, complicated patient you say oh i've got this person and about you can bounce some ideas off and then other times it's like you know i don't you know i've had a rough day just i want to kind of process it on my own for a bit and mm -hmm. that's kind of how it's always been it's been more of an issue being like a, a community figure because we're in a small community ladner is not huge and even though it's a suburb of, of vancouver um so everyone kind of knows everyone, or it's it's a pretty good chance. So you do run into people at the grocery store right. or, or out on a walk. And it's more being careful when you're out, being having your professional boundaries. Um, and now that our kids are a bit older, it's, we can't have those dinner table conversations about um, discussing clinical cases because our, our, especially our daughter who's nine now, she'll might know that person or she'll she kind of gets that. right um and our kids because they're both their parents massage therapists they think massage is like the coolest thing ever <laughs> which is kind of neat to see um it touches a a real important aspect of our our family of our home yeah, yeah. so much so that our daughter who is a huge heart loves to hug and kiss everybody and every she's now going into grade four 
And every teacher that she's had so far has had to pull us aside sort of two weeks in and say, um, you know, Shaylee just absolutely loves everybody. Um, but not all children are used to as much uh, love and affection. And if you could just talk to her and get her just to tame down it a little right. bit because it's a distraction and kids are overwhelmed in yeah. class. Um, but yeah, touch uh, is definitely a huge piece of our family. Well, yeah, pretty hard to have two parents work in the field and to not have a, that, I think that's awesome to have a child who's so comfortable with good, healthy, consenting touch. With your clinic then, it sounds like you have the benefit of knowing each other so well that you can share uh, ideas around working together, but also then there's the, the knowing of when to hold space. So would you say then that your clinic uh, runs really well with you two in there? Are you the only two massage therapists in there? Yeah, right now. we're. I mean, we've, we've been looking for a while for another massage therapist and pretty tough to, to compete with mm -hmm. bigger clinics on getting getting people to even answer like a job ad. Um, everyone's battling each other right now to get massage oh, really? therapists in. We're in a pretty small little community. So to attract someone out to Ladner, you know, as opposed to, you know, the glamorous Vancouver, mm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Or just public transport to the area if, you, if you're outside of Ladner. And finding, like, finding rent in Ladner is pretty much impossible. Right. Why don't we jump into that a little bit? Because with you guys running a business in a smaller space close to Vancouver, it's surprising to me that you would have trouble finding people to work for you. Are you looking for experienced people or new graduates or are you that particular? We're not, we're not looking for specific people. Like we're not, we don't have a certain person in mind, but we, they'd have to kind of fit in with everyone else. We do, we kind of sublease off a chiropractor, so we're separate businesses, but the way it works is we're a space within another, a larger space, and uh, there's a counselors right. there and, and chiropractors and stuff. So we, we'd like that person to not, to you know, be able to, to interact with those other people in a positive way. Mm -hmm. The right fit. Yeah, the right fit, but you don't know that until it comes to But you place. haven't had a lot of people applying. No, I haven't talked to a few people, but they, they, a lot of people want to live either in, in a, a more yeah. urban area, um, or they want very like specialized clinics with, with, um, like a lot of people want to be in sport right now when, when they come out of school and, and we don't. We don't work with sports teams or anything like that. So just different demographics. Um, I, when I came out of school, I wanted to work with athletes too. And I just found out that it was, uh, you know, supporting a family and working with athletes. A lot of it's for free and for pro bono right. and there's travel. And yeah, because, uh, yeah, I, I remember going to school and sport was like the top the top thing that everybody wanted to do. And yet there are so many different spaces to inhabit as a massage therapist. And I know you might teach some courses on a particular style of, is it a technique or is it something different than it? I drifted into 
like when I when I came out and I started working, I was a lot of heavy pressure. I was really into learning all about fascia and like elbows and backs, and, and I found there were certain people that they either didn't respond well, like they responded short term well, but then it all came back within a day or minutes, or they couldn't even get. I couldn't treat them because I didn't know how to treat them without using a lot of pressure and. I went down a road of like I was I'd be in clinic and I'd be there for six to eight hours and and I would say have a half day bloat so I said I'm here and might as well learn so I started going and taking out books and, and reading and, and going online and, and learning extra stuff and learning about so I kind of drifted into the pain aspect like what how does pain work and what's the science behind pain and uh, so I've, I've developed courses after taking my own courses and doing my own reading and reading research. And that's kind of where I am now. So I, my courses are around kind of the neuroscience and, and I'm trying to keep as evidence-informed, evidence-based as I can in the realm of massage therapy. And, and how can we treat people who've got these more complex pain issues that you can't just give them a and a good heavy massage and, and they feel better. They respond differently. And why do they respond uh-huh. together? So I've got, I've got one course, it's called Dermo Neuromodulation, which is more of a process of thinking or, or a model maybe than a technique, but there are techniques that I'll teach, but they're just my best way of, of approaching it. And I got a new course that I've developed and it's more treating abnormal neurodynamics. So like a nerve that's not happy how do we change position or movement for someone so there's like an active component and a passive component to that i think uh that's important too for treating people with with that type of pain Uh and so your courses are are they continuing ed courses both of them you get credits for them i mean yeah they're both continuing ed courses nice and you run how often do you run those courses uh, are, I know you have done them kind of all over the world. Uh, how many do you do per per year, say? Yeah, I I don't kind of have a regular schedule. Like I'm not I'm not great at promoting myself. It's something I've always had to work on. So I when I've got some free time, and I know I've got some free time ahead of my schedule, I'll I'll start to to work on a course, or if I get it. I get an invite from somewhere, then I'll I'll head off, and I don't kind of go go out there. And I'm not trying to promote myself, I guess, as much as I could. Kind of got that anti-guru. <laughs> yeah. Going. And your other course, uh, the DNM course, and the other one, what's the name of it? The other one, it's a course. It's like a neuro neurocentric focus on manual therapy. So it's looking at manual therapy as a as looking at the nerves more than as trying uh-huh. to change the nerves and how they fire more than trying to change other tissue. It sounds super interesting. A lot of the pain science leads to that, does it not? Where, where a lot of what we're doing as manual therapists is working with the nervous system. And it seems really obvious, but it's not something that I remember really heavily touching on in, in school. So would you say this type of coursework is kind of 
at the forefront of that for the profession of massage therapy? You and, and maybe a few others are doing stuff like this? I can't speak to how they do it in schools now because I know people are pushing ahead with new, like as new information comes out. And there's some great instructors out there uh-huh. who are doing that nice. in some of the schools. Um, when I And I taught at WCCMT for a few years and I, I was kind of known as Mike the Nerve Guy there. Because I would, I would sneak some stuff in with other students and I'd always say like, this is what you need to know for the boards and this is what you need to know in real life. And they weren't always the same thing. Right. Um, but I'm sure, and I, even some of the people who are my students are now like running some of the programs or some of the parts of the programs at some of the schools and they're doing a great job. So I'm not sure what's, what they're like coming out, but I know, I know it's better than it was when I started. When I first started teaching these courses, I'd get a lot of blank stares and be challenged a lot. And, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't mind being challenged and I've got, and I'm happy to have a discussion over it. And I've got everything I've, I say, I try to have some research papers behind it so I can break those out and say, well, you know, I'm just saying, according to this, this is what we should do. And if you got something else, then we should try it that way. Like I'm not married to any specific idea. I think I, I feel like when the students come out now, they're always a little bit smarter than the last generation. They always know a little bit more, which is kind of exciting seeing massage therapy go like that. That's a very positive way to think about it. Mike, uh, not Mike, Eric Purvis said the the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Marcy, you work with Mike. You're a unique snowflake. So what's the style of work that you do? It's probably not the same as Mike's. And I imagine it really adds to the dynamic of the the clinic if you're both doing different stuff. But I could be wrong. Do you you guys work similarly or are you quite different? we're very different. I guess I'm what you call like more of the sort of traditional massage therapist that came out of school, um, graduated from WCCMT. Um, and so it's awesome because if what I'm doing, you know, over a course of a few treatments doesn't seem to be effective, then I can bounce them over to Mike and come, he can come from a different angle and vice versa. Um, so we're not ever competing for, uh, patients and patients always feel uncomfortable if, you know, they've seen me first and then they see Mike and maybe Mike's technique is working better and then they're sheepish. You know, and Mike's and my goal uh-huh. is always just to make them feel better and get them back out functioning without discomfort. Um, and so there's never any animosity between the two of us. We just want the best for you. So it's cool in that way because uh, I'm nodding. We like we see, <laughs> we see different things, and so we can aid the patient in different ways and hopefully get them feeling better faster. Yeah. Yeah. Marcy treats a lot of people who have more chronic issues going on, like a lot more uh-huh. like palliative care in the way saying palliative, like they've got permanent issues that won't be cured by massage therapy, but she supports them with massage therapy. And she's got an incredible practice doing that. She's booked up like, you know, it's really hard to get in with Marcy these days. Whereas I treat more stuff that can get better. And I'd only treat people a few times, like maybe two to six times, maybe. I've got a few people who've got, who need that 
continuous care. Like they've got a comorbidities like MS and stuff like that. But those people mostly go to see Marcy. Um, and, and yeah, she's very, very much, uh, appreciated in our clinic. So yeah, it really speaks to the, uh, the whole idea of having a diverse clinic. And I think the need for having a, a variety of skill sets in massage therapy, because there are so many different realms for us to inhabit as massage therapists. So I think that's super cool that, that you guys can bounce off of each other like that. And, and it really speaks to the, the, this whole idea that, you know, not one massage therapy is not a one trick pony. You, you can't uh, service everybody's wants and needs with just one style or one type of technique or one individual. I've been thinking a lot about the idea of therapy and how we create space as massage therapists and what that is for each individual that comes in. It's always really, really different. I don't treat anymore, but I, I've thought a lot about it as I've been interviewing different people. What would you guys say about therapeutic space or how do you hold that space? And, and do you find being as close as you guys are that you can do you create better therapeutic space working as a partnership as a this is an odd question I've, I've gone off on a tangent here but i'm just i'm really curious about the idea that if you're really close to the person that you work with can you create more space that's more conducive to health and healing i don't know do you have any thoughts on that it's a really interesting question i do definitely feel like people coming into the clinic knowing that mike and i are married um, almost takes the, the edge uh-huh. off, um, especially if they've never come in to have a massage by anybody. Um, you know, they're a little nervous, but walking through the door, um, knowing, you know, often our kids are in the clinic um, and we don't work at the same time. If I'm working, Mike's at home with the kids and if he's working, I'm at home with the kids. But when we switch between our shifts, often the kids are in the clinic and I I just feel like that is super therapeutic Mm -hmm. uh, in itself because people come in and it really um, allows them to take that breath and ease their, their nerves or their worry or their, you know, and uh, allows them to be a little bit more open with how they're feeling and um, how they interact with us. Yeah. I'd say personally, I was in construction before massage therapy and it was a very male dominated field where I'm getting into a very female dominated field and working with mostly females most of my career now and treating, I probably treat 50, 50, but just having that learning about all this subtext around gender and stuff like that has been quite a growing thing for me. So that's, and, and people knowing that I'm a family person and knowing that I'm, how do I say it? But I'm, I'm, those things have really helped me as, as a clinician. And, and that's, I think that, that, that shows up in my uh-huh. work. Yeah. Uh, as Marcy was talking about family being in the clinic and, and you're adding your piece, it does 
seemed to me that that environment would foster comfort for a client to come in and see, oh, there's there's children here and this is a husband and wife working together and would take away some of those worries in terms of uh, I've never done this before. And so built right into your business is this uh, cushion almost of people uh, having a, a bit of comfort around that. Something about family is really useful. So I, maybe everybody should create a clinic with their <laughs> their partner <laughs> if, if they're having trouble yeah. finding uh, finding clients because they're creeping them out. Yeah. Yeah, I think family makes it. It's even in our motto. Our motto is something like evidence-based family-centered. So uh-huh. family, we try to really make our, our space feel like a sanctuary. Yeah. Um, feel like a safe space. Where people can can uh, not feel, you know, the threats of, of the outside world. So, yeah. I remember a quote. I can't remember who the heck it was. It was at one of the symposiums, but he was saying something like, "Maybe all we're doing is relaxing people." And I think that was so profound to hear that. And I I think uh, yeah. one of those things is as running a clinic. That's a really important mindset to keep. And this is a good segue into what will probably be my final question for you today. You guys run what sounds like a quite successful business in terms of both the therapy and providing coursework. What would you say have been the most important pieces of realizing a successful business? We spent a lot of time and energy starting our business with a branding guy, with a professional. We we got through uh, another colleague, uh, Kristen Sadler. One of her, her sister was a, a communications person for a, a healthcare com- communications company, and and a guy did a freelance work for us. His name was Mike Savage, and uh, he was just amazing at, at us thinking about our our product and our space, and you know, from what colors do we want? What you know, helping us with a name. We spent a lot of time just on the uh-huh. name, and. and uh, plans like when you were thinking of naming it after a road or naming it after a place and he said well what if you want to move clinic one day then that name is nothing what if you want to move towns you can't use a local town name um what are your exit strategies things like that like you don't want to sell a clinic to someone and they want to take that brand somewhere else they can if it's named um, church street or smith street or something like that so um I thought that was, I mean, it wasn't, you get what you pay for and it used up a bit of our budget, but I think looking back, I'm, I'm still pretty proud of our, our whole, and he did our website and he even like looking at what kind of lettering to use and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a really cool experience mm-hmm. um, and it's still, we still keep benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a a really strong sort of first step for our our business together. I've yeah. taken up a good amount of your guys' evening. I'm wondering if, as we're closing things up here, if you guys have anything extra to add to what we've been chatting about, any thoughts or ideas or anything that I've potentially missed that you'd like to speak to before we go. As, as a couple with a clinic, 
I think it's been good that we don't work at uh-huh. the same time because we can, I mean, we're, we also do 50, 50 shifts with the kids. And if we were at the clinic at the same time, the benefit would be, we all get to kind of come home and spend more time at home together. But also I think if we're always under each other, like always together, it might be a bit of a different yeah. story too. Um, so we're, even though we work together, we're never, in the clinic together more than right. an hour usually. And the kids get just as much of me as they get of daddy, which is phenomenal because when we had had our daughter, we were still working at separate clinics. I worked in Ladner, so I was home a lot more. Mike wasn't working in Ladner. He's working outside of, so he was commuting a lot more. And so Shaylee didn't have nearly as much daddy time as she did mommy time. Right. And now both kids get to see us equally, which is you couldn't uh, we couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, it sounds like a really great way to problem solve both parents working as well as owning a business. I think you guys have done a pretty extrapolative and interesting way to to work with what you've got, and from the sounds of it, of of you've been you're still you're still married and you still have a business together so you're doing something right (laughs) yeah yeah still like each other a little (laughs) sounds it sounds like it's a very healthy way that you've managed to work together and yet still maintain your individuality even in this type of work that you do or the style of work that you do you're both massage therapists but you both work really differently and it complements it's a nice reinforcing of the idea that, yeah, there's loads of ways to work businesses and have families and be successful. And uh, so I, I appreciate you guys sharing. And hopefully those of you listening out there can glean some bits of wisdom. Until next time, this is Damien John and Massage Therapy Now signing off. Have a good night. <laughs>